This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, and welcome along to the latest edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers your hometown sports book reaching the second week very coming to the end of the first week here in Wimbledon it's the men's singles fourth round uh, and did I say joining me to look ahead to tomorrow's matches I'm Nigel Seeley by the way and joining me to look ahead to tomorrow's matches on Sunday uh it's Sean Calvert good evening Sean it's usually a day off for us isn't it don't you play on the Sunday at Wimbledon they are playing this year yeah I can't remember when they changed that it was a few years ago wasn't it it always used to be middle Sunday didn't it for for decades and decades, they, they refused point blank, didn't they, to play on a Sunday? For I can't remember what the reasons were. In fact, it was it goes back that far. It goes back to probably about the nineteenth century or something. But um, yeah, they they got dragged into the into the modern world a few years ago, didn't they? And they play on uh, play on Sundays now, which is why we're here this evening. Yeah, we are indeed. It used to be the best day of the tournament, the Monday, because you'd have the eight the men's matches yeah, and the eight women's matches. Monday, wasn't it? It was brilliant. I, I remember going there. I think three or four years ago on the Monday was the best ticket. It was the bet the, the day it you wanted to best. go. Yeah, and yeah, I, I remember. I was, just go, on, mate. No, 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 go on. I was going to say you could just hop from court to court, couldn't you? One match is almost finished, and you want to get the good seats for the next one is just starting. And there was you're you're on your phone. There was all sorts going on. The, the it was it was. Yeah, I think you're right. It was the best day of the of the tournament for me because there was so much going on in such a short space of time. If you got a nice day, it was it was great on the Monday. Yeah, I remember going a few years back now. I thought maybe three or four years ago, and we saw Nadal. Federer, uh, we saw Conta. She beat. I think she might have been Petra Kvitova. It was. Uh, she she knocked out a big seed on that on that manic Monday. It was a great day. It was the best days of tennis you could get on the Monday. But now they've changed it around, as you say. So it's middle Sunday now we have action, and we've got four men's um, matches on the fourth round. We also have four women's matches as well. But we're only covering the men's here on the fourth round action. Uh, it's been a bit of a frustrating tournament, hasn't it, Sean? Really? We, no, we're not. We're not. We're not making any money on it. We're, we're, we're slightly. Our heads are slightly behind. Um, mm. what, what do you make of the, of the tournament so far? Well, we got all the leans pretty much right yesterday, didn't we? And and the one bet that I had got um got taken down by one poor service game from from Alexander Zverev. That's sometimes what happens, isn't it? When you go for tie breaks, one one bad service game can can just wreck the whole thing for you, which is which is what happened there. But you know, some of my other leans won. Medvedev won, didn't he, by three sets to one? And I know Dimitrov's still playing, but he's two sets up. Um, Davidovich, well, should have won, shouldn't he? Uh, but as I said, that one went to five sets. You know, Davidovich plus one and a half. Anyone took that? So the leans were good, uh, I think, yesterday. But it's just been a frustrating tournament. The bets have just, the, most of them have just been foiled from really good positions. As I said the other day, they've they've gone so far, and then they've just kind of just tailed away. It's it's, it's you do get frustrating weeks like that. It's, it's annoying that it's happened during Wimbledon, which is the tournament that everybody watches in Britain, and you know a lot of people from around the world. A lot of people will just be casual uh tennis fans that just watch Jordan Wimbledon of course I have my mates as well they, they always they always sort of ring me up send me a text oh he's going to win Wimbledon this year and I you know they always get really annoyed when I go well Djokovic will probably win and they, you know then they expect me to come up with a, a big price 
um, each way, which obviously they're not going to be ringing me next year, are they? No. After um, after, <laughs> after Bautista have gotten quarter, so it's frustrating. But you know, it's it's annoying that it's happened this week. But it, what can you do? Yeah, it does happen now and again. And obviously, we're still in profit. I think we're about 19 units in profit for the season so far. So all is good. It just has been one of them frustrating weeks. I know you like betting mostly underdogs. It's been a tournament, just by looking at the results, it's been a tournament for favourites, really. A lot of favourites winning. Uh, and seven of the top eight of the world, seven of the top eight seeds are through to the last 16. Now, that never used to be the case at Wimbledon. Wimbledon used to be a case... because it's, it's slower. That's what I was going to say. I mean, they, they, it, it, it's made it, you know, the, the people that I thought couldn't, I wouldn't want to, wanted to fade this tournament, Medvedev, Sitsipas, both through. Uh, the only one who hasn't got made it out, Rune has just gone through as well, another one I wanted to fade. The only one who hasn't gone through on the top eight in the seeds uh, was Kasper Rude. So seven of the top eight in the world through. And it is to do with the conditions, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've said many times on this show that Grand Slams aren't the best tournaments for backing underdogs in. It's, it's, it's a tournament, as I said, that, most people want to watch and they want to have a betting. But for me, from for, for my sort of value betting perspective, it's, you know, majors are, are the hardest because statistically not that many underdogs win. I think it's roughly 25% Wimbledon, not quite as bad as the French Open. Um, Australian Open is not great either. US Open tends to be the, the best one for that uh, in that regard. Even that's only about 3% better. But yeah, conditions, I think, play a big part in it because it's it's not, it's not a grass court test like it used to be years ago. You know, if you were if you were a big server like a Kyrgios, you know, you'd you'd be pretty confident about your chances of going very very deep in this tournament or a Berrettini, for example. Now it's 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 harder. It, it it's they slowed it down. They deliberately slowed it down. They made it. They basically want this. They want the stars there, don't they? And the stars over the last 15, 20 years has been sort of Djokovic, Nadal, Murray, you know, Federer. Every tournament wants those guys in the semifinals, don't they? Um and and they they basically slowed it all down and it's not it's not the grass test that it was in the old days you you would have a big server against maybe a clay quarter you would you would be pretty pretty certain that the, the big server was going to win or at least give you a good run for your money now you're not so sure with um with the slower conditions and you can see by some of the names through to the last sixteen that they definitely slowed it down because these players weren't beginning through to the last sixteen at Wimbledon it was. Ten years ago, that's for sure. Uh, we've got yeah, four matches. I said before, it's you know, it's it's it's, it's statistically it's the fewest tiebreaks per set of any grass court tournament of the year. So there you are. Yeah, and it's uh, the favourites are doing the business, and the top seeds are coming through. Amazing that we're already through to the last sixteen. When you think the rain delays they've had, they've managed to get it on track. But uh, the weather tomorrow again, there's expected a few showers as well in the afternoon. Very hot and humid. I'm sitting up here in the office now. It's absolutely sweltering. The humid is it's horrible. It's a horrible condition. So. Uh, tomorrow's conditions are going to be very different, as we've seen throughout the week. Very hot, very humid. Uh, let's have a look at the matches we're going to break down today. I'm going to start off with um, four, the four matches we're going to have. The first one we're going to start off is Novak Djokovic, the tournament favourite, and the number two seed is up against Hubert Herkash. Uh, Djokovic is minus 1430 to win this match. Herkash is plus 850. Uh, they met five times before. Five nil is the head-to-head to Novak Djokovic. Uh, they met in the third round at Wimbledon. Uh, 2019, um, Djokovic won in three sets to one. The total games in that match were 42. Uh, today, they've been pitched at 32 and a half with over minus 118. The spread is six and a half uh, with Djokovic, a heavy favourite, minus six and a half at minus 148. And the poll is receiving six and a half at plus 116. Now, I expect the first set to be quite tight. Um, then I expect Novak Djokovic to show his class and, and come through. But uh, 
the last encounter, 2019, was a was a quite a long match. Three sets to one, as I said, 42 the total coming at 32 and a half here over, minus 118. Tempted. I'm tempted by by one bet, yeah. Um I, I think yeah, that looks it looks low, doesn't it? 32. Mm. If you look, if you break down their head to head, which I'm about to do, then um, you kind of see why it's been pitched to that. As you said, five nil to Novak Djokovic. They played on all four surfaces, um, and the return point service points one and return points one total is 114 to Novak Djokovic and 86 to her cash. Djokovic has held served 96 percent of the time against her cash. Her cash has won 26 percent of return points. Djokovic has won 39 percent of return points. So it. Based on that, you can see why the the total games is pitched where it is because you know her cash has done nothing on the Djokovic serve and it's 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 a it's a running theme that we have, isn't it, with Hubert Cash? He just doesn't do enough on return. He's still not doing it. He's doing better actually this this tournament, but not not massively so. You know, he played Jan Choinsky um, and only broke him twice in three sets. You know, it's 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 that part of the game that's that's a problem for Urkash because he has held serve ninety one percent of the time in his Wimbledon career, and a hundred percent of the time this Wimbledon. So uh, the serve and, and the forehand have looked, you know, pretty decent, but it's it's that return game that's that's a problem. If we look at the grass stats of both these guys over the last ten matches they've played on this surface at main level, Djokovic perfect ten and zero win loss, and his service points one return points one total is one hundred and fifteen. Urkash is decent, 7-3 win loss and 106, you know, not bad. Um, but it's the return. Again, he wins only 34% of return points. And if we just isolate Wimbledon alone as a tournament, he wins exactly the same. Um, 106 service points, one return points one. So it's, it's a question of is Urkash going to break Djokovic? It doesn't seem likely, does it, on, on, the base, on the basis of what? the statistics I've just said, and on the basis of what we've seen from Djokovic so far, he's looked very good so far. Um, you know, he's not played fabulous opponents, but they haven't been bad, have they? Varinka, Thompson, they've been they've been decent opponents, and he's he's not really been troubled that much. The, the over games is tempting on the basis of the fact that her cash is strong on serve. Um, my lean here is over 10 and a half games in the opening set, plus 195 mm-hmm. with Bet Rivers, and that's that's just with Djokovic just perhaps taking a little bit of time to get used to the Hercash serve again. He's not played him for a little while. And it is, it is, it is a, he's a big server. It's, it's, you know, say he's, he's served, he's held serve hundred percent of the time. So that would be the bet. I don't want to take Djokovic on though. The last thing you want to be doing when you're on a, on a poor run is taking on Novak Djokovic on a grass court, uh, this grass court. But if you are having a bet in this game, and a lot of people will want to, I think, um, over games is either over games in the first set or over games in the match as a whole are the, are the way to go. Yeah. Couldn't agree more on that. Uh, over was it 10 and a half first set? Over 10 and a half was plus 195 for Bet Rivers. I, I wrote this a little while ago, so I'm not sure whether it's still. Yeah, that, say, sounds, that sounds very good considering that Herkash hasn't had his uh, broken this, uh, this tournament, but obviously he's up against the best returner yeah, he's probably the world's Jan ever seen. Yeah, Jan Choyski or, or uh, Novak Djokovic. I know which one I'd rather take, but uh, uh, interesting one. Like I said, the last time they met on grass, 2019, total coming at 42. So uh, today we're asking you to pay 32 and a half. I think that's probably a little bit of a lean for me as well. Uh, the next match is an interesting match. Remember, oh, the order player is out now. So that uh, Novak Djokovic match is 11.45 Eastern time. And the next match we start, it's an 8.30 a.m. start. Andrei Rublev up against Alexandra Bublik. This should be an entertaining match. 
two hot heads going at it in a hot, humid conditions as well. Andre Rublev is a marginal favourite, minus 120. Uh, Bublik is minus 103. The spread here is pl- uh, minus one and a half for Rublev, plus 104. Minus one, sorry, plus one and a half for Bublik, minus 132. And the total is 42 and a half. These two have met, f- played five times before. The head-to-head is 3-2 to Rublev, but the, the interesting one or the takeout you want to take out is uh, last well, last month in Halle in Germany. Uh, they played in the final on grass and Bublik won 6-3, 3-6, Both of them have played very, very well on grass this year. Bublik is the winner of Halle, obviously beat it to Rublev in the final. And that was Rublev's only loss on uh, a grass court this campaign. Um, this should be quite an interesting match, actually. I expect this to be... Very close, very entertaining. Of all the matches that we're going to, we're talking about, I think it's probably be the most entertaining one of the lot. What do you think of it? I think Bublik's got an excellent chance of winning this. I, th- I think he's decent value. I'm all over Bublik on this. It's, uh, I just mentioned what, what you don't want to do when you're on a losing run is back against Novak Djokovic. Instead, I'm taking Alexander Bublik. So what <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? I don't know which is which is more dangerous. Um, I think we have to take Bublik here, just a slight underdog. There's, there's loads of reasons. Um, let's firstly talk about that Halle final that was played a couple of weeks ago. You know, Bublik dominated that one on the serve. He won a huge 91% of his first serve points. And he also won more second serve points by 4% than Rublev. Um, so Rublev's got a lot to do on that. We we know that grass is not Rublev's best surface. His stats are okay on grass, but I think a lot of that is because he's not ever played anybody that good on grass. He's never actually played a top 20 opponent on grass, Andre Rublev. So his stats, they're decent, but as I say, he's not faced top quality. If you look at his last 10 matches on grass um, at main level, his service points, one of 10 points, one total is 103, which is okay. And a whole break total, service hold break total of 107. But as I say, he's not played that much great quality. Compare this to Rublev's stats over the last 12 months on grass. He's 12 and one win and lo- uh, win loss public. His service points, one of 10 points, one total is 110. And his service hold break total is 116, which is which are, should I say, numbers that can only really be matched by Novak Djokovic on this surface. And Bublik's played um, three top 20 opponents on grass already this this summer. So he's been playing decent opposition and he's still coming up with these fabulous stats. And he's just beaten Rublev on grass um, reasonably, uh, not emphatically, but reasonably comfortably um, a few weeks ago. We know Rublev prefers the slower conditions where he can kind of get himself set. He doesn't he doesn't like being rushed. He doesn't like the variable bounce. Um, I'm, I'm happy to take Bublik here. I think the worry, if you are back in Bublik, and it's a worry that I I will have to kind of cope with, is the fact that he's, he's never played in round four of a major before. So it's that kind of expectation. It's, it's, this is all a little bit new for Bublik. He's been around for a long, long time, but he's never he's never reached this sort of stage of a major before. So that's something that might affect him. We know he's got a questionable temperament, to put it kindly. But with stats like these against an opponent he's just beaten on grass, and the game that he has that can frustrate Rublev, he's got all that variety on the grass that Rublev doesn't really have. Um, all that being said, I think I think Bublik is decent value. He was priced up as a plus one, 126 shot, by the way, for that um, Halle final. He's slightly shorter now. He's around about even money. So, But I, th- I still think that's value based on the stats and the matchup. So Public for me. Things must be desperate. We're, we're putting it on our, putting our eggs on the Bublik basket. 
Oh, I don't know. I don't know. This, this could go spectacularly wrong, or it could. Be, oh yeah, uh, it could. Yeah, of course. It could. Could. This is Bublik. So anyway, Bublik here. Alexander Bublik minus one hundred and three against Andre Rublev. It's a eight thirty a.m. start. Head to the Bet Rivers website. They have a staggering fifty-six different bets on this match for the fourth round at Wimbledon. A huge amount of props. Head over there. Early start, 8.30. You might find something else you want to go bet with, but uh, for Sean, it's all about Bublik here. And also remember, you get a 50% live Wimbledon match bet offer with Bet Rivers. So we have to do is place real money, live wager of $10 or more on Wimbledon and receive a 50% Wimbledon match bonus bet up to $25 or up to $100 for VIP customers at loyalty level seven and up. Odds must be minus $2 or greater to qualify. Can only be claimed one per day during the promotional period. Uh, bonus bets will be loaded within 30 minutes of placing a qualifying wager and will expire seven days after the event. So there you go. A uh, bit of an offer there. 70%, a uh, 50% match bet uh, live in play. So if Bublik gets off to a bad start, you might want to bet him in play and get a little bit of a bonus as well. Um, next match is... Um, Surprise package. There's a couple of surprise packages through to the uh, last 16 of Wimbledon. And one of them is Safalin. Safalin here is the 92 ranked player in the world. Roman Safalin. He's up against Denis Shapovalov, who's had a very poor year by his high standards. Safalin is the underdog and plus 130. Shapovalov is minus 162. The spread here, the Russian Safalin receives a two and a half start, minus 118. The Canadian Shapovalov Minus two and a half, minus 107. The total is 40 and a half. Again, quite high. They've met twice before. No surprise. Denis Shapovalov has won them both. He won this year at the start of the year in Adelaide, 6-4, 6-3. He won a closer match in 2022 over three sets. Safalin beat our pick, Roberto Batista Ogut, in the first round. And he's been quite impressive on the way through. Shapovalov, I watched against Liam Brody. And I tell you what, Sean... If Liam Brody didn't have beat Casper Ruud the day before with that epic game, which I think he was, he was adrenaline was pumping and he had to play the following day. I think if that was the, it was the, if it was a reverse match, he would have beaten Shapovalov because he had chances and Shapovalov didn't play at all well. Yeah, I still think Shapovalov is struggling. He's he's been struggling for a, a long time now. He's managed to make it this far. Um, I certainly wouldn't back him at this price to beat um, to beat Safa. I know he's beaten him a couple of times before, but. That was a little while ago when he was um, playing a lot better. He's he's really just scratching his way through matches, as you say. It was hardly impressive, was he, against against Brody? Um, let's have a look at some of the stats here. Safalan's a very 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 streaky player. You know, he lost to Lloyd Harris in Mallorca um, the week before Wimbledon. Did did well against Bautista. Bautista got, still should have won that match. He won the first set six two. Bautista he was five one up in the second set tiebreak. And managed to lose the tiebreak, and that that basically cost him the match. Ended up losing it in five Batista, but he should have been two sets to love up, but failed to see out a five-one lead. Um, just quickly looking at the stats of the the, the two matches they played before. I'm not sure it's hugely relevant, but um, service points won, return points won totals very heavily in favour of Shapovalov, 108 to 92, and Shapo has held serve 93% of the time against Safalin. But as I say, Safalin is once he gets going, he's he is, he is a quality player. He's, he's one of those kind of, he's a bit of a mystery, Safalin. He'd disappear for months on end and he'll, he'll pop up and make a sort of quarter final of a, you know, of a decent tournament or semi final. He was 0 and 5 win loss against left handers at main level until until Mallorca. And now he's won three in just over a week. He's beat Shell by Mute and Pella, but you wouldn't describe any of those three really as, as grass court players. They all, all three of those prefer um, a slower surface. 
But let's have a look at the stats of this Wimbledon so far, what they've done in the, the three matches that they've played. It's Safland slightly ahead on, on the service points, one over 10 points, one totals by 110 to 109. Not much in it, but, you know, and he's played, you could certainly argue that he's played slightly better opposition, Safalin. Um, It's his best performance at a major. Never been passed round two before Safalin. Um, I, th I think this is a poss possibility for him. He's, this is winnable. Um, I, I took a, a look at Shapovalov's performance at main level when he's been priced up in the in the um, the range between 1.51 and 1.69. That's minus 196 to minus 145 in American. And you wouldn't have made much money. Well, you would have made a loss. 30-24 win loss he is in that price range on all surfaces. So you would have made a loss at the prices. And he's lost seven of his la last 11 in that price range at main level. So he's certainly not a player that you would want to be backing regularly at this sort of price if you want to make any any money and um i think it's winnable i, I do think it's winnable for Safflin. the only thing that is counting against him is that sort of lack of experience at this this stage of a major but i'm not sure that's a massive hurdle to overcome i certainly i certainly wouldn't be back in shapoval i don't like betting in shapoval matches anyway because he one day he can, he'll just turn up and play absolutely lights out stuff you never know when that's going to be um but at the price my lean would be would be Safflin. Staffling through to the quarterfinals at Wimbledon. If you had that at the start of the year, sort of the tournament, you would have been in great shape, and no one would have expected that. And nobody would have expected the next player we're going to talk about, Daniel Galan, through to the last 16 up against Yannick Sinner. Uh, Yannick Sinner just going about his business quietly, quite effectively, but he hasn't really played anybody. I mean, he's got this, he's had the dream draw through, and he could open. The draw could really open up, up for him. If, if Safflin wins, he could play Safflin in the quarterfinals and then he can get the showdown with uh, Novak Djokovic in the semifinals. So he's looking like that's going to be the, the collision course that's going to happen here in the uh, bottom half of the draw. Yannick Sinner here is a very, very heavy favourite. The heavy favourite tomorrow, minus 2,500 against Galan. Galan is 1,100 to get the shock win. They've met once before in 2021 uh, in the Davis Cup. Sinner won 756 love. Uh, I've, accused, I've said Sinner is a flat track bully in the way that he beats up the opponents very, very easily. He's covered the handicap in all three of his matches, 12, when he won by 12 games, 11 games and six games, which is a real tough one to take for us because we were on Hallis plus five and yeah. a half and he covered it by six. But Sinner he was does... at one stage, wasn't he? Exactly. He, he threw it away. But that's the that's the sums up the whole of the tournament for it me. Does. Match Eight points. and a half up. And with a serve like his, but he, he didn't make a serve. Neither of them, I know it was windy, it was a bit blustery, but neither of them made a... Sinner Sinner wasn't great. I think he made 48% of his first serves. Halley's made 53. Sinner can get away with it because he's got a better, slightly better ground game. Halley's can't get away with serving 53% against against the top player. And he still only fell by one to cover the handicap. Should have done it. Got broken twice at the end of the second set. Um, I think he had two or three double faults in, in, in one game. Um... But yeah, that that was that was another difficult one, wasn't it? You should have covered that and again yep. all day long, but didn't. But it's been there a you go. difficult tournament so far, and that's to say the least. I mean, today, as you said, I've, I've come on here, I backed Davidovich Vakina in uh, in play, uh, two match points, didn't take them, eight five up in the final set tiebreak, and uh, loses ten eight, loses five points on the trot. Just that's the kind of tournament it has been uh, all week for us. So uh, with an underarm serve, yeah, it's in for good measure. Heart heartbreaking anyway let's sinner sinner let's just get back to sinner because i, mm. I don't want to i don't want to keep re remembering these expensive losses for me they, they're heartbreaking enough we have to keep them going back to remember i'm trying to look at the positive i'm okay. trying to look forward to, to, to the bets rather than look back at the negatives okay uh sinner is a heavy favorite here sean and he does yep. he has covered the handicap you know and i've said to before he covers the handicap here 
the handicap here, the spread here is very high. It's uh, minus eight and a half sinner at plus money, plus 102. Galan is minus 130, receiving eight and a half. And the total is 30 and a half, uh, plus 102 for over 30 and a half games and under 30 and a half, minus 129. So the favorite is uh, under 30 and a half. Galan has just produced some clay, uh, sorry, grass court form. He's a clay court and he's produced some grass court form in this tournament. But prior to that, he's shown nothing in his career. Um, I would expect Sinner to win this really comfortably. I think the problem that Galan's got, other than the fact that he's playing a more talented opponent than himself, is is the fact that he's probably not going to be fit. I mean, he's played eight and a half hours so far, Galan. His last match was four hours 20, I think it was, against Mikel Emer. It was just an absolute war of attrition. and They both had the trainer out. Emer's shoulder had gone. I think Galan had an adductor problem. Um, so it's 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 difficult to make much of a case for him, isn't it? It's, it's difficult to make a case for him anyway on, on the statistics. I mean, his it's, it's, it's grass stats are, are all right. It's from a very limited um, sample size. He's only played eight matches at main level on grass, uh, Galan. Won five, lost three, and his service points, one return points, one total is 100. So not no, not bad at all. Very you know, respectable stats from a very small sample size. He probably won't continue to be to be that sort of high as his, his career uh, progresses. Um, Sinner's number, by the way, is 106 in his career. 10-7 win-loss. Um, so, uh, you know, a decent advantage for Sinner there. I th- yeah, I mean, the problem is the fitness, isn't it? If, if you've played four hours and 20, I mean, Sinner by comparison, has only played six hours so far this tournament. So he's played two and a half hours fewer match time um, than than Galan. So he's obviously going to be fitter, you would think, although you never know with Sinner, do you? Um, I didn't think he was that great against Halis. Halis had a had a problem with his leg as well. His, his leg was his left leg was strapped up. Um, had a lot of tape and, and bandaging and stuff on there. So I'm not sure Halis was fully fit. As I say, Sinner didn't, didn't serve particularly well. Um, the pair of them combined for 17 double faults in four pretty quick set. So it wasn't a great display of serving by by either man. I can't... It's difficult to bet this one, really. I mean, Galan has has had some good wins in his career. He beat Sitsipas at the US Open at a massive price a few years ago. So he's, you know, he's not he's not averse to beating big, big-name players at, at a major. And, and Sinner, of course, lost to Altmaier at the French Open, didn't he? At, at huge, long odds on. So, a difficult one. I've, I've looked at Sinner's career matches against opponents that are ranked between 75 and 100 in the world. He's won 80% of them. Um, but as I say, he did lose one to Altmaier at the last major. So, you know, he's not bulletproof by any means, but I think this is just a just to watch it and see how Galan sort of shapes up. I, I don't really, I can't really see any angles on there because we don't, we don't know how Galan's going to be. Yeah. Big concerns about Galan's injury. Uh, big concerns about Sinner physicality going deep in a five-set match. And obviously, We've still got the scars where we bet him to win the French Open. He lost in that match against Altmaier, which is a very, very another another experience you're bringing up, Sean. So I just got over that one. Don't even mention Taylor Fritz at Wimbledon last year because I'll tell you what, all these bad I'm memories I'm having. Let's just talk about good that. times. Come on, let's think about it. Anyway, let's be positive. And we're going to be positive because we're going to have one winner tomorrow. And that winner we're going to have is uh, Bublik, Alexander Bublik, to beat Rublev uh, at around about even money with Bet Rivers. That is our official pick here, Sean. Yep. That's it. We're all going on the Bublik. All in on Bublik. What can possibly go wrong, as I said earlier? Because this, uh, that's how desperate things are. We, we got to trust Alexander Bublik to get us out of trouble. You've you just got to look at the stats and the matchup and say, look, this this is what should happen. I can't 
I can't be held responsible if Bublik just has a complete meltdown and obliterates every single racket that he's got in his bag. I mean, uh, I, I can't really do anything about that. But I think you have to bet him at that price, but based on the matchup, based on the stats and everything else. So, um, yeah, let's go for it. Let's do it. See what happens. That is it. That is Sunday's men's fourth round matches matches covered for you here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. Uh, tomorrow, we've got a rest day. Uh, Myself and Sean will not be here. On a Monday, I'll be joined by Rory Jawani to look at the remainder matches on the women's draw. I think we should probably be at the quarterfinals or the remaining fourth round matches on Monday. But we'll look at the matches for Tuesday with Rory on Monday. Uh, that'll be dropping. And Sean will be back on Tuesday to look at the men's draw, which will probably be again the, the second two quarterfinals we'll have in action then. And there are four ways to follow this podcast. The first way you can do is download our podcast on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on your preferred podcast provider. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel that the Bet Rivers Network. And you can follow us on our socials on Twitter and Instagram, which is at Because We Win. Uh, you joined, have you joined the new one yet? Threads. Have you joined that yet? I don't even know what that is. What's that? It's what's a new like Twitter thing. It's the Instagram of the, Facebook have launched their thing called Threads. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not familiar <laughs> well, with that, listen, to be honest with you. You wait. You, I'm sure you, you I wait. will be soon. I'm sure we're going to have you doing live threads uh, after when you, after Wimbledon. We're getting you on the road again. We're doing okay. live Fred. So well, that'll be Hamburg. Watch. So we can do it from Hamburg. Yeah, if you like, like, yeah live Fred's from Hamburg. But anyway, uh, just those what the four ways at the moment. And uh, we'll see if we get the Fred's account up shortly, but I'm sure we probably will. Uh, anyway, enjoy your um, your weekend, the range of your weekend. Good luck with your bets. And obviously, Thank you. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. And uh, have a good one. And good luck tomorrow. And Bublik is going to get us out of trouble. What could possibly go wrong?